Um, hello and welcome to the Sijona podcast. I trust that you are well and still um, keeping the faith, still holding on, still pressing on. Um, yeah, and that you're keeping face even, uh, sorry, you're keeping safe even in the face of this pandemic. Um, so welcome so uh, welcome to today's uh, episode. My name is Stanley Kabuka. And um, again, welcome to the Sijona podcast where we get to to just share the word of God, to share in the love of God, to share in who God is and what he has done and how just great he is. So yeah, that's what we get to do on the Sojourner podcast. Yeah, welcome. So today, um, we're going to look at something um, from the book of John chapter 3 verse 16. Actually, our episode today, it's called Compassion Personified. It's called Compassion Personified. And um, we're going to jump straight um, into today's uh, episode. And so I'm going to read John chapter 3, uh, verse 16, um, um, maybe all the way to verse 19. John three sixteen all the way to 19. And it says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And that is John chapter uh, chapter 3, verse um, 16 all the way to 19. A very, um, a very uh, let me see, a very well-known verse. Um, I think most of us in the Christian circles are very conversant with John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world. Um, so this whole... Um, paragraph of this whole portion of scripture is preceded by a conversation between Jesus and a certain ruler um, a certain ruler of the Jews called Nicodemus um, so Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night and um, he he had seen what Jesus was, was capable of doing and he pointed out that um, Jesus um, was some sort of a teacher because he goes ahead to call him Rabbi and all of that and Jesus goes ahead to um, explain to this man that he he cannot see the kingdom of God unless he is born again and the conversation and um, unravels from then on um, and so our focus today is on John chapter uh, chapter 3 16 all the way to 21 and and, and let, let, let us try to define what compassion is what is compassion and this this is according to Michael Ramsden of the Ravi Zacharias International Ministries, and this is what Ravi, um, sorry, Michael Ramsden says. He says, "Compassion means to make a moral, an absolute moral judgment about something and being moved to do something about it. It means to make an absolute moral judgment about something and being moved to to, to do something about it. 
it's like saying that racism is bad. It's like pointing out that racism is wrong. That is a moral, an, an absolute moral judgment. That racism is wrong, and being moved to do something about it, and 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 being moved enough to to to, to try and put mechanisms to curb racism. If you say that racism is wrong and not do something about it, that is just moralizing again. That is just moralizing. That is just is, um, saying it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, but you're not really uh, moved enough uh, to do something about it. And so, so if you do not do anything about what you've pointed out as, um, as wrong um, or unacceptable, but you do not do anything about it, that is just moralizing. God is gracious and compassionate. He looks at every human heart. He sees what is there and he says, that is wrong. And then he is moved in the depth of his being to do something about it. And that is the cross. That is just fantastic. Um, again, I will read it. it says, God is gracious and compassionate. He looks at the heart, at the human heart. He sees what is there and he says outrightly, that is wrong. And then he is moved in the depth of his being to do something about it. And that is the cross. That is the cross of cross, sorry, of Calvary. That is Jesus Christ on that cross. And so the person of Jesus Christ is the greatest epitome of compassion and the very personification of it. He is the greatest example of, of compassion and the very personification of it. And so with that being said, um, for us having the, uh, with that backdrop of the definition of compassion, let us look at the state of man. Let us look at the state of man. So Jesus looks at the state of man and clearly sees and points out its depravity and sinfulness. And he says, that is wrong. Jesus looks at the state of man and clearly sees and points out its depravity and, and sinfulness. And he says, that is wrong. Jeremiah 17, 9 to 10 tells us this, that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his earnings. And Romans chapter 3, verse 23 clearly um, tells us this, that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Man is sinful at the core and hell-bent and man is hell-bent on disobeying disregarding and rebelling against his creator and that is god ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 points out that man is dead in their transgressions and sins and so it's very important for us to understand the nature of man who is man at his core and man is fallen man is sinful the heart of man is desperately wicked that is the state of man that is the state of man that our lord looks at and says that is wrong but but guys that's not the end of the story that's not the end of the story he does not just look at the state of our hearts and he says that is wrong but just sits back he does just he does not just moralize it, but he goes ahead to do something about it. And so um, it's very important for us to really know what is the core of the human nature. 
what is the human nature um, 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 inclined to do? What is man's proclivity? What is man's um, propensity? It is definitely to rebel against God. It is definitely to rebel against God. And so that is the state of man. Man is sinful. Man is sinful, deceitful. And God clearly points out that points out that but that is not just the end of the story because we have a God of compassion and that's the second thing we're gonna look at and so God sees the deplorable state of man and is smoothed enough to do something about it he sends his son John 3 16 tells us this that for God so loved the world he so loved the world that he gave he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved and so God sees our hearts the states of our of our hearts and he does something about it he sends his son he, he gives his son to die on the cross that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life he gives us a free gift that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And verse 17 of John chapter 3 verse 16, John chapter 3 says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He sends his son not for condemnation and moralizing and saying that you guys are wrong, you're condemned, this is going to happen and this. But he sends his son to the world to save the world. He sends his son to save, to, to, to save the world, that the world through him might be saved. That is the reason why he sent his son. He did not send his son to stalk, to stalk us. No, he did not send his son to, 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 to walk with a whip just waiting for us to fall. No, he sent his son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life, that the world through him might be saved. He did not come to condemn us and the world. So he demonstrates his unfailing love by dying for the ungodly, me and you, and the entire human race. Romans chapter 5, 6 to 8 says this. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely uh, will anyone die for a righteous man though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die but god demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners christ died for us i mean how fantastic is this but god demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners christ died for us god did something about our state and that did cost him a hefty and invaluable price it cost him his only begotten son. God gave us his best. He gave his best for a people undeserving. That is the love of God. He sees our hearts. He says that is wrong. But then he gives his best. Colossians chapter 1 verse 21 to 22 says this. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free 
from accusation. Fantastic. How, how awesome is it that now um, through the physical body of Jesus Christ, we have been reconciled to God. And that when God sees us, he sees us holy in his sight without blemish and free from any accusation. And, and guys, the cross encompasses the greatest show of compassion to have ever graced the universe. The cross encompasses the greatest show of compassion to have ever graced the universe. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 3b says this, Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. Chapter verse 4, But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy, verse 5, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. The cross availed, availed and still avails to us a free gift from God that is devoid of our most perceived brilliant works. He alone worked. Because Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. And God gives us this free gift of salvation. He, he, he saves us by his own grace, his unmerited favor, and through our faith in him, and not of our works. We do not have to have um, a brilliant moral record for God to save us. No, we do not have to work um, um, to work uh, ourselves off, to work our socks off um, so that God would save us. No, but according to his unmerited favor, his grace, and our having faith in him, he saves us. He gives us that free gift. And our Lord is love. So guys, love has a name. First John chapter 4, verse 8 says this, Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. God is love. He is love. And Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9 says this. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. He is patient with you and not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. He is patient with you and not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance. And so, um, true love doesn't exist in the absence of judgment. True love doesn't exist in the presence of judgment. True love exists in the presence of it. God sees us exactly as we are. He sees our failings, our shortcomings. He sees the dark side of our character, yet he loves us. That is what makes God's love meaningful. He doesn't love us because we are lovely. Rather, he, his love will ultimately make us beautiful in his sight. And that is, um, those, are, those are words from Michael Ramsden. That true love doesn't exist in the absence of judgment. True love exists in the presence of it. God sees, our, sees us exactly as we are. He sees our failings, our shortcomings. He sees the dark side of our character, yet he loves us. That is what makes God's love meaningful. He doesn't love us because we are lovely. Rather, his love will ultimately make us beautiful in his sight. 
And so we have um, the most precious gift. We have the compassion of the Lord. Compassion personified in the person of Jesus Christ. And that he sees the states of our hearts. And he says and he points out that that is wrong. But that is not the end of the story. No, he does not just moralize us. No, he goes ahead to do something about the state of our hearts. And that is in sending his son, Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, to die on the cross for our sins. That when God looks at us, he does not see our the, the, the deplorable state of our hearts. No, he sees holiness. He sees us right because of the sacrifice that is Jesus Christ our Lord and it's just amazing how God is full of compassion that is who the God of the Bible is is a God who is moved by the states of our hearts is God who's moved in his heart in the depth of his heart on what he sees and he does something about it and so would you today accept the free gift would you accept the free gift today would you accept the free gift today by inviting Jesus Christ in your heart to be Lord and Savior over you he is a God of compassion he sees you he sees each and everything about you he knows every tiny detail about you but yet he loves you but yet he does something about that state of your heart that state of your character he does something about it and that is our lord jesus christ so would you invite him into your heart to be lord and savior if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that jesus christ is lord and that god raised him from the dead you shall be saved would you come home today to the God that is full of compassion? So guys, that's all about it for today's um, episode. We are just talking about compassion personified in the person of Jesus Christ and how amazing and how awesome he is. And I hope that we have been able to learn a thing or two, even to those who have not accepted Christ in their lives, that today um, you would just stand back and receive the free gift today. And so thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am very grateful um, and um, I hope to see you in the next episode. May the Lord indeed bless you and may he keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And so playing out to our anchor listeners is Cornerstone by Hillsong Worship.